0: Great Metal Debate listeners, this is your servant Gaunt coming to you from deep within the podcast studios. The summer of 2014 is heating up outside, and we've been hot on the trail of new metal artists to bring to your ears. This time around, Brian caught up with metal vocalist Cobra Page as she and her band, Cobra and the Lotus, are beginning their tour across North America, opening for Kiss and Def Leppard. Let's go right to their conversation and hear what this incredible young artist has to share with us.
1: Metal Debate fans to another incredible Great Metal Debate interview. Now, this is Brian coming at you from the road today in Temple, Texas, and today we have a special treat as we bring you the incredible vocal metal high priestess herself, Ms. Cobra Page of Cobra and the Lotus Fan. Cobra, welcome to the Great Metal Debate.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Now, Cobra, I usually start off with what I think is a very probing and intelligent question. I fancy myself a giant intellectually, but let, we'll get to that in a minute. Tonight, I simply want to ask you this. What did you do last night?
2: Last night, we opened for Def Leppard and KISS in Auburn, awesome. Auburn, Washington.
1: And then what are you doing two nights from now?
2: Two nights from now, we're playing in Concord, California with Def Leppard and KISS.
1: <laughs> That's right, folks. You're touring with Def Leppard and KISS. Cobra concert- concerts don't get much bigger than that. Tell me a little bit about that. What's that been like?
2: It's been unbelievable. Very surreal for us. An immense honor to share the stage and support these two huge metal and rock giants I mean we grew up on this stuff you know and looked up to it and we could have never envisioned um, supporting them it's really a dream come true
1: now you and uh, you and the Lotus boys the Lodi if you will have <laughs> been uh, you've been kind of on a whirlwind lately it seems like kind of the last three years have been crazy for you guys can you just give us a brief rundown of Cobra and the Lotus lately
2: yeah, well, uh, we were on the road up until August last year, and then we went straight into the studio um, with Johnny Kay in Chicago. Uh, at the beginning of August, it's directly in, and we stayed there for two months working on this next album. Um, we already came uh-huh. in with prepared material. We wrote some also there. And uh-huh. uh, then it was just building the launch um, up to the new release, and planning the new year. And now we're, we're that's what we're in right now. We're on the first tour with a new album and in support of Def Leppard and KISS. And it's a good way to kick it off, you know?
1: Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, you're holding your own with two greats like Def Leppard and KISS. And I love the new stuff. Um, you know, you, you do all kinds of media stuff, especially even for, like, little media venues, even like us, you know. And I've heard the words, fan-friendly. I, and I mean, you know, like you don't, you don't know me from Adam, you know. But but how do you do it? Do you find that the music is the tie that binds? Can you connect with someone you've never met just through the music?
2: Absolutely. That's what makes music magical. Is it's a universal language. Oh, it's not great, something yeah. that anyone has to understand worldwide in terms of uh, the words. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to speak the same language to feel something in a song. That's the that, yeah. Thing.
1: No, that's great. I love the way you put that. Let's um, let's concentrate a little more on Cobra here. Uh, here's kind of my deep thought question I was talking about. Did, did you have a moment in your musical development? Because I had one. I love to ask all the musicians that interview this question. Did you have a moment in your musical development when you heard a song or you went to a concert and you're like, that's it? This is what I want to listen to. This is what I want to create. This is what I want to sing for the rest of my life. Did you have a
0: moment like that?
2: Um. Yeah, the moment for me was when I was 15 and I saw Judas Priest play. That was really the moment where I thought, oh, there's a place for me. And then it was up to me to figure out what my thing was and my pocket exactly was. But it was definitely painkiller that turned me on.
1: Oh, yeah. Man, you couldn't have a better moment than that, by the way. That's great. Thank you. You you said 15, and so I, I think people know this about you, but you're a classically trained musician. Was this after... You were at the uh, Royal Music Conservatory.
2: Yes, this was afterward.
1: Now I know that obviously plays a little bit into your life. How, you know, how much does that play into the music that you write now? I mean, were you were you 11? You're sitting there thinking, "Forever One," you know, "I Am the Cobra." Was that, or was it, you know, much more gradual?
2: You know, surprisingly, uh, it plays a lot into our music um, because a lot of the melodies are so melodic and. Uh, classical music really is parallel to a lot of uh-huh. mellow, uh, metal and, and writing in general, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, all those composers came up with the first chord structures and the first uh, transitions and uh, building up um, tension and climaxes in music. It was all already way before any of this music came along. Yeah.
1: So now I've heard. Speaking of writing, I've heard you say that that writing is a collaborative effort. Do you do you play the guitar and the piano and come up with your own music there, and then you kind of get together and the, you know jam it with the guys? How does that work?
2: Yeah. Um, I I write some music and I use the guitar and the piano. Um, I also use Guitar Pro to relay my uh, riffs and stuff to the guys in an easier format. You know. Uh-huh. Um, yes. And then um, I've worked with several different guitar players. Um, Yasho is the only one in this group that I collaborated with on the last album uh, yeah. that's currently in the group. But there are several guitar players actually on the album, though, like in terms of where the songs uh, came from, you know. Some were just written by me, some were written um, in Vault Like I, I co write everything, you know?
1: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, uh, it's usually with a number of different musicians.
1: That's great. That's great. I mean, yeah. that, that definitely churns the creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually read that Rick Emmett played a solo on, was it your first album? Where you yeah. did a cover song?
2: <laughs> he played a solo in Ace of Spades.
1: Uh, he's one of my favorite guitar players. Love that guy. Yeah, All right. Uh, let's see. So, yeah. cover one of our listeners, Elena E., she's from New York. She's one of your biggest fans. She saw you guys when you were through there last. And, She talked about how great it was to meet you and how friendly you guys were, and she's definitely looking forward to seeing you again, and she wanted to ask you a question.
2: Hi, Cobra. My question to you is, how did your voice change so drastically between the first and the second album that you released? Because it definitely became deeper and lower in the pitch. So, how did you achieve that? Hey, Elena. Thank you so much for the question. You know, there are two reasons. The first is that uh, when I first had done Out of the Pit, it was my first venture into steering towards heavy metal music, and I was thinking that I needed to make a more aggressive sound for myself because I was a woman. And that was not not the right thing to do. You have to be authentic to yourself and the voice that you have. And I wasn't being true to myself. I was trying to create grit, which I don't naturally have in my voice, and that's why that album sounded so different, mainly. Um, And once we toured that album, I was singing Uh more to how you heard me on the last album, the way I actually think, you know, when I am uh, fully supporting uh, my natural voice. And then the second reason is because your voice doesn't stop developing until, you know, um, I believe your mid-20s, it's still changing. It's still uh, growing stronger in certain areas. It depends on which areas you focus on and your voice is continuing to change. And my, so, you know, from from age like... 19-ish when that was recorded to uh, the current album, which is like, um, you know, I'm almost 26 now. That's a significant change in your body alone. Sure,
1: yeah.
2: So maturity-wise, in your vocal cords makes a big difference.
1: So would you say being true to your own vocal self, you were happier with the product that came out in that second album?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I loved the first album when I was doing it. and I loved the playing it and writing it and everything but then you
1: grow yeah. you know you evolve right. yeah well that's cool so let's uh, let's stick with vocalists a little bit uh, there's so many different genres and styles of metal out there and, and you've toured with many of them from you know Priest to Stradivarius to Amaranthi and and to some folks getting a song or a band in their proper category is important you know power metal death metal melodic death metal but especially now the female vocalist and symphonic metal is blowing up is labeling your music important to you and where do you see heavy metal heading in the years to come? And, and more particular, you know, with you having gone through this vocal rebirth, if you will, uh, what do you see for Cobra pages vocals in the future?
2: Oh man. Well, I'm just going to keep writing the way we've heard, uh, moving forward, you know, um, it's somehow right. a new album happens. <laughs> you know, it always blows my mind. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Because you never imagine how you're going to get there before it happens, you know? Right. Um, But in terms of metal in the future, I don't think metal Uh will ever go anywhere because it's a very loyal fan base. It's a culture that is worldwide, and the generations that are brought into it as they grow up, I mean, we've been seeing parents bringing their kids to these shows. And, yeah. uh, and also we've seen young teenagers, we, we see, like, every age group coming, and that's just how metal seems to be, um, it's very cool, uh, but in terms of the size of where metal's going, it's a little scary, if you look at that, um, right. you know, uh, like, Metallica and Our Maiden, um, are uh, their uh, arena mm-hmm. band, um, and Definitely. I don't know. I don't want to think about what's really going to happen with, in terms of metal or the newer generations coming up. How, how that is going to, how those shoes are going to be filled. I don't, I don't know. But you know, metal will always have a, a certain level of uh, success and support that I don't think will go anywhere.
1: Right. That's a great answer. That's an interesting answer for sure. All right. Let me just stop. Okay. Now. So, um, let me ask you this. So, in a traditionally kind of male-dominated arena, what's been your experience as a powerful female singer?
2: Oh, um, you know, I've had um, mainly great experiences, and uh, I guess sometimes it's a a little bit of a challenge because uh, there are Uh skeptical people, and the fact uh, some people just don't enjoy female voices you know and right. that's not that's not even anything to do with the text in particular it's just to do with the fact that we sound different
1: gotcha. and
2: yeah. um so there are challenges but there's also a, there's a fun aspect to it because by being female you're already a little different you know just because you're you're a girl <laughs> right. so right. um yeah I guess uh that's the, the cool part of it, but yeah, that's, but otherwise, I don't know, it's been an organic process, I think, like any other band, and it's been it's been great.
1: Yeah, I mean, you certainly are holding your own, you know, I mean, you're with, you know, Elliot and Simmons and Stanley on the on the European Metal All-Star Tour, you had Sean Pack and Belladonna, uh, Udo was even there, you know, so... What was that like, kind of being with all that history and sort of vintage metal and just, I guess, testosterone, you know? <laughs> I mean, what was it like being on that tour?
2: Oh, man. That was wild. Um, It was really cool. It was cool uh-huh. because I got to uh, see what those people were also like. And all the people that were on the tour um, uh-huh. were so humble and so uh, obsessed with the craft still. You know, like, really... Yeah living for it and it was really amazing and and like that tour was uh all over the map and they were just yeah. rolling with, you know, and it was a big honor to be the only woman that was invited on there um yeah. that was kind of crazy you know
1: hey it was crazy good i saw a lot of the video footage from that that's Hey, excellent. thank
2: you thank you so yeah much. i
1: mean it really you really held your own i was i was impressed <laughs>
2: <laughs> well thank you very so much. It was sure fun. a hell of a lot of fun. That's for sure. Well, I
1: I know you're often worried about what Brian thinks, but I was impressed. So there we go. All right, so <laughs> tell you. us about the new album, High Priestess. Uh, you know, what do you like about it? What what what's new about it? What, you know, where what did you explore? You know, you have the new you have the new video Soldier Out sort of the tribute. Tell us a little bit about it.
2: Oh boy, that's a huge question. I mean, High Priestess is just the next expression of the band and You know, um, Uh my next expression of my vocals and the stories and Uh um, I guess just what is kind of neat about Priestess is that there's a lot of versatility on there. All the songs, though, fit together. They're appropriate for the album to be with each Uh other, but they all stand by themselves. You can't really mix them up. You know, they all sound very much um, like a singular unit, you know, like... Every song is different, which is hard right. to do, you know, because you want to keep your style the same, but you mm-hmm. don't want to write an album of the same song. So it's right. tough. Um, but, but, yeah, and I think that's um, one of my favorite things about this album is the versatility and also the layers of dynamics. Uh, we really, really worked hard to create uh, specific moods for each song on this album. So there's a lot of right. different vocal texturing. And uh-huh. uh, it was, yeah, yeah it
1: was very fun. Well, it's certainly very it's epic. Eb- I, mean, I think you hit upon a, a big thing for musicians in general. You know, how do you remain loyal to your fans who loved a particular style and yet, you know, grow as an artist, you know? Do you, do you struggle with that?
2: You know, I don't know. We've been very blessed um, because we,
3: uh-huh.
2: we didn't really put ourselves in a particular box to start <laughs> okay. with. So I think like uh, a lot of people don't know what specifically is going to happen because they know we're, we have a traditional metal vein, but we um, kind of go in a few different directions like since the beginning, uh, like the last album had a lot of different elements. and So this album, you know, was just a bigger expression of that and emphasis on all of those. and. Um, I think that we kind of, um, I don't even know what I would say our sound is. It's just Cobra and the Lotus, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, exactly. I mean, well, it's, a, it's certainly an epic amount of music and an epic diversity. I really, uh, really appreciate the, the new stuff that you guys have come out with here. Now, Cobra, I like to do this little thing called the lightning round. That's where I'm just going to ask you some questions real quick. You, you just give me one or two word answers or one or two sentence answers. You, you down for that?
2: Oh, boy, okay. I hope I'm good at this. <laughs> All right,
1: well, there's no penalty. There won't be anybody coming around. All right, so who's your favorite metal vocalist?
2: Matt Barlow.
1: Matt Barlow. Oh, that's a great choice. What's one of your non-musical hobbies?
2: Sing. What's that? Kickboxing.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess that comes in handy. Now, do you believe that (laughs) Bigfoot is real?
2: Uh, Why not?
1: Why not? Yeah. Okay. Would you say would you say you're more of a cut up or a serious about life girl?
2: Mm, serious. I'm intense.
1: Oh. Okay. That's good. And if the people don't like it, you just kickbox them. That's good. So <laughs> how do you, how do you get up for a show on days when you're down? Uh, pardon? How do you get up for a show on days when you're down?
2: Oh. Oh, I just remember that we you know we have to show for the people and they didn't they don't deserve um, anything less than a great show. So no matter what, you just gotta put that aside somehow.
1: Yep, that's probably why you're fan favorite. Now, favorite song to sing
2: uh, Oh, that's really tough.
1: How about one of your favorite songs to sing? We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs>
2: okay. Songs. I'm having a lot of fun right now with Battle of Wrath, actually.
1: Okay, cool. All right, what's one of the best new bands you've heard lately?
2: Oh, my God, I can't answer that question because I'm out of the loop.
1: <laughs> Sorry. you got to say Cobra and the Lotus on that one. Okay, I'm in that's a bubble, cool. yeah. <laughs> All right, is there anything you've ever wanted to be asked but uh, weren't asked yet in an interview?
2: No. I don't think so. Okay.
1: You know, only one musician has ever come up with that, and that was Sean Peck, and he had it loaded in the chamber right away. He wanted to you know, ask him what a great ping-pong player he was, so I did.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. What a funny yeah. guy.
1: Oh, he's great. All right, so tell us what's up and coming with Cobra and the Lotus.
2: Up and coming for Cobra and the Lotus is touring, touring, and more touring. We are just Heck. getting started on this album cycle, and I want to keep us out on the road for uh, a long time, you know? Hopefully two rotations through each territory. So, okay. that means we'll come through the States again.
1: Excellent. Just don't miss the Nashville day, because that's where I'm going to try to catch it.
2: <laughs> oh, awesome. Are All you right. coming now, to the Nashville concert? Yes, I am. Oh, great. Right on.
1: All right. So, where can fans get merchandise and music for Cobra and the Lotus?
2: By cobraandthelotus.com. And... Um, yeah, that's, yeah,
1: coberinthelotus.com. All right, excellent. And we're at a show, have those up.
2: of course. Come to a show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the best place that's... to get merchandise.
1: We'll sell it to you ourselves. A- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be looking for the merch table definitely when I get there. <laughs>
2: awesome.
1: Oh, all right, so we'll have those up on our Facebook page. Listen, thanks to Cobra Page and Cobra and the Lotus, and thank you,
2: listeners.
0: And with that, I think we're out, Cobra, and thanks again.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: Brian, that was one hell of an interview. I am so impressed by Cobra Page.
3: Yeah, isn't it, though? I mean, uh, she's an intense lady. I think that comes out. I think her passion for music comes out in that interview. I loved a lot of what she had to say.
0: And you can tell why Elena was so high on her as being fan-friendly. That really comes across, that she's engaged with the fans. She talks like a fan. Maybe one of the most impressive things to me, Brian, was her response to your question about... What's going on new in music? And she admitted, hey, I've been a little bit out of the scene. I don't even want to comment on that. That's really what a fan, I think, would say.
3: That, you know, that surprised me that she answered that way. It also totally makes sense. I mean, she's wrapped up in Cobra and the Lotus right now. Everything she has is devoted to this band. And I think that comes out. You know, and I, I loved her answer for a little question I stuck in there. Just, you know, uh, does music... Is it the tie that binds? I loved her answer for that. She said, yeah, definitely. That's how we can relate to someone that we've never met, and it's through the music. And I think she displays that attitude in all of her actions.
0: Absolutely. I, You know, I was maybe not the biggest fan uh-huh. of that band yeah. before this interview, but she won me over. I'll, I'll admit it. She really did.
3: Yeah, I knew she'd get you with the painkiller uh, uh, reminiscing there. I knew that was a point for her.
0: <laughs> and citing Matt Barlow as a vocal influence.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, that was another surprise, except uh, it's also uh, to be expected for someone who is a true vocal aficionado to know that he is such a great vocalist.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
3: And then, you know, one of the things that I loved about the interview, I want to make sure and point this out, was her que- her answer to Elena's question. I love the fact that she said, when I was true to myself, that's when i got better that's when i got better results i love that she was honest about that
0: oh she was very honest in the interview i mean i she wasn't trying to spin you at any point she she really and again i think this speaks to her passion as an artist uh communicating with fans right. she she genuinely wanted you as a fan to understand where she was coming from
3: yeah i mean that's and i like my interviews i like to talk to the artist when we when we talk and we can talk about the album and But I really like to talk about the development as an artist. And I think that she was a great interview for that particular side of the way I like to speak to the folks that we interview. And so, you know, kudos to Cobra and kudos to Cobra and the Lotus. And so, you know, my verdict on Cobra Page is that she's a great artist. She is, uh, you know, it was a great interview. And I really like the band, uh, growing to appreciate them more and more. And uh, it was just a good experience for me. I felt like I got to know Cobra Page through that interview.
0: And you created a potential fan in me, someone who didn't really know them. I'm going to be checking them out now.
3: All right. So, first of all, thanks to Elena and thanks to Miss Cobra Page.
0: And thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen to the Great Metal Debate podcast. We'll be back again with more interviews with even more exciting metal artists.